This is Our People in Mother Earth on KWSO. The following program comes from the KWSO archives. It originally aired in June of 2021. Hunter Nowak is a classical musician who travels and performs with a Steinway grand piano in the middle of forest, fields, calderas, and historical sites for classical music concerts. He speaks about his journey. I started when I was four years old. I grew up in Sun River, just a little way south of here, and started when I was four, but I was too shy to do the one music class that was taught by Jody Bischoff um, in Sun River. And so my mom taught me for a year, and then I guess I worked up the courage to go to the music class and just loved it. I loved the rhythms, and I, I remember listening to pieces that I could play and just being so excited that one day I could play that. Like my teacher would play something and that just really excited me. So I I studied for a long time with Patty Peterson and Bend and then a little bit with Dorothy Fallman in Portland. And then for high school, I went to a boarding arts high school in, in Michigan called Interlochen Arts Academy and was there for my first three years of high school. My piano teacher got a job in San Francisco at the Conservatory of Music there. His name is Yoshi Nagai. So I went to San Francisco for a year, then did my undergrad in Los Angeles, and then a master's degree in London, and then moved back to Oregon about six years ago now and started this project uh, when I came back. Hunter speaks about the pandemic affecting his summer tour. Last year we had 50 concerts planned all over Oregon. We were gonna do a couple here and then bunch of state parks and national parks and and then up until pretty late in the game like in the springtime we thought oh maybe we'll be the only ones that will actually be allowed to do concerts and then things just started crumbling around us so we we sadly had to cancel everything but then in August uh, we did a show in Sun River Oregon and we did kind of some extra stuff for COVID we developed a whole new sound system so that people could listen through their phones and they wouldn't have to touch anything and they wouldn't have to talk to anybody. So we did that and then in September um, I just took the piano, me and the truck and the piano and went to various campgrounds around Oregon and I would just like go camp for a night and then ask the park host, hey can I set up the piano and then we wouldn't we wouldn't really spread the word, we would just let other campers and other folks around you know come and gather. So it was really tiny concerts, kind of little pop-up style around Oregon. He speaks about his favorite types of music. You know, I really like old country music. I love, I mean, I of course love, you know, Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash. And so, yeah, I listen to, like, if I'm going to listen while I'm driving, I love, I'll just put on Spotify, like, you know, 50s and 60s country. And I actually, since hanging out with James this winter, he gave me a a CD player and a bunch of CDs, so I've been listening to some washout uh, music as I'm driving around, which is awesome. And then I, I do listen to some classical music, like mostly just on the radio, though. I don't very often listen to solo piano. I like, I generally like older music, like music from before 1970. But there's some great, I mean, there's some amazing stuff in every decade. I, But I'm not... I'm not like a musicophile. A lot of the time, I just prefer silence mm. um, because I spend so much time practicing um, that I really appreciate quiet. Hunter learned to read music on his journey, so most of what he performs is sheet music from the 16th century. So I read music, and then I memorize it, and then I play it.
It's mostly classical music, so mostly music that's been written by various composers from uh, between, like from the Baroque era, classical, romantic, impressionistic, all the way up to now. So mid-1650s, 1600s is kind of where the earliest music that I play starts. I do probably the, the only stuff that I've, like today the only music that I've played that was kind of original was the collaboration with James, which was improvisation. Um, but most of it's, I play a lot of French music from the turn of the 20th century. So a lot of um, Debussy and Ravel, because I feel like that's kind of, it feels like a soundtrack to me. Uh, that music's very visual and goes well with kind of walking around and it's nice and beautiful. He speaks about different eras of music compositions. With Beethoven, I, I'll play, sometimes I'll play one of his sonatas. And, and so I can see, you know, what's interesting about different composers from different eras are there are certain things that you kind of know just, as you said, not because of recordings, but because of kind of traditions and how it's been passed down. But even like the way music is notated, um, like a, a Baroque trill, if it's a little squiggly line in one direction, it means a trill from the top note. If it's a little squiggly line in the bottom, from the bottom direction, it's, you know, means something else. Before the Baroque era, the notes, like, they start to look a little bit more funky, like squared off and, um, you know, Gregorian chant and all of that looks, a, is notated a little bit different. And then you have other kinds of music that's just kind of, Right now I read music on like a five-line staff, and that's pretty standard. Um, but bef there are other ways of notating music where it's more relative, where you just, you see a note and then the direction is sing higher or lower. So it's kind of all over the place, but for the most part, the most of the music that's written for a piano is written kind of on the standard. It would look the same as music written in a pop song today. Hunter mixes orchestra with his music to add different elements to his show. There is one piece uh, that I play that's a piano concerto. And so what we did in order to play it in these outdoor concerts is uh, we recorded just the orchestra. So a piano concerto is a piece for a piano soloist and then an orchestra. And we kind of have equal parts. And usually it's performed like, you know, in a concert hall, the pianist would be kind of the soloist for a concerto. So what we did, because I can't, it doesn't really make sense to travel with a 60-piece orchestra, is we recorded the orchestra part without the piano, and then in the concert, what happens is through the headphones, people hear that recording that we made, and then I play along with it. And so that way, we're able to take like uh, the symphonic orchestral concerto recording and bring it to, bring it to places where, you know, we otherwise wouldn't be able to bring a whole symphony. He speaks about collaborating with flutist James Greeley. Well, you know, with with James um, this winter, I was um, I was listening to his to the recording he made with the the 2017 Before America CD, and I would go through those tracks and notate what the notes I heard. I would notate the notes that I could tell he was playing. And then I would kind of improvise a little bit. And then when I found something that I liked, like an improvisation that I had come up with that I wanted to remember, then I would try to notate that down. And so what I have written down is not so much a full song. It's more like fragments of ideas that I like. And hopefully someday those will kind of 
morph into a song. So here Hunter is, he's showing me with one of my flutes how, what hole patterns to use. <laughs> and it's like, oh, here's Hunter teaching me how to play flute now. And uh, but we got it down to uh, where um, the track was uh, put together with uh, the flute and his, his piano um, that he did right. Um, yeah, so we took a, we took, I took a, the funeral march from one of Chopin's sonatas. Um, and so this is like a, a, a kind of a well-known romantic piece. And it's, it's a march, so it's, um, but it, it's like expansive and beautiful. But it stays kind of in the same key for most of it. And so, so Thomas Lauderdale and I, my, my partner, we, we, we made this new melody that would go, like we listened to it, we were listening to James and, and, and then we kind of like came up with this new melody and then, and then with James, we were like, you know, I didn't want it to just be this melody because the melody wasn't, well, the most magical part of it is what James does, which is like making every note kind of special and, and sing and interesting or like what he does with his tongue, you know, making it, you know, it's, it's all the, it's all of the things that aren't the note itself that are, that would make, that's what make the music special. Um, and so the, what we wrote was more of like an outline or kind of a, a, a starting point for this piece. And, um, and so then, so James learned this and, and it worked really well, and it, now it's all sort of locked in together. And um, and we played it in New York, uh, and at this dance festival upstate called Kotzbahn. Um And uh, so yeah, and and I'm sure that this piece will continue to evolve. The more we play it, it will just become more and more second nature. Yeah. Hunter has been performing for a few years now, and explains his upcoming project. I have been trying to make a record for about five years and I'm crossing my fingers I think it's almost at least something will be out this year having things like on YouTube or Spotify is helpful just so people can like they can remember you and they can um, listen to you when they're not at the show it is kind of strange to be to have been performing on this sort of circuit now and done a hundred concerts. Today at the school was our 100th in a landscape concert. And, you know, there's still nothing that anybody can buy at a show. <laughs> Hunter Nowak and James Greeley speak about their collaborations with each other and other musicians. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I feel like this is now, what, our third year of working together? Going right? on four. Fourth. And uh, this winter has been the best because we've, actually gotten to like spend more time I've been coming here a little bit more regularly and so I, I think we're gonna make a whole album together and you know and we'll just keep keep doing one-offs and different songs until until it all culminates and I just got you know. done collaborating with uh, Esperanza Spalding I guess you met her before we did a track a couple months ago and it's been on some jazz stations I don't know if she shared it with you guys um, you guys been playing it? I'm not sure. So that was uh, through Delson uh, introducing me to uh, Esperanza Spaldi and then find out she's a huge jazz musician. Uh, no idea. And here we're having salmon dinners with her down there, uh, down the way here, close to the Raz. And um, 
yeah, I was uh, pretty honored to meet her energy. She's just really just real positive person. So here I am, uh, who, who's Esperanza Spalding? So I YouTube it, and there she is doing a show for Barack Obama and uh, his wife. Wow, this girl's up there. And uh, I mentioned that to Hunter. He's like, oh, you never heard of her? No, not till uh, now. Yeah, I mean, to uh, still be doing music is a, is a blessing. This program is from the KWSO archives. It originally aired in June of 2021. Hunter Nowak and his In a Landscape concert will be in Warm Springs on Saturday, July 2nd for a 6.30 show. Online ticket sales have ended for the event, but free tickets are available for Warm Springs tribal members through In a Landscape's Good Neighbor program. If you are interested in tickets, contact Dustin Saylor at the Warm Springs Community Action Team. Thank you for listening to Our People and Mother Earth on Warm Springs Radio 91.9 FM, KWSO.